PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. How the hell are you guys doing out there? Welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, and unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. So easy to see why you guys should be going to Rocky Mountain right now, but first, stop over at KieferInkTesting.com, click on the Rocky Mountain ATV MC banner. And then continue your day and shopping. That helps us on the back end, and it shows them that you guys are listening to the Key for Tested podcast, which in return helps everyone. So thank you guys for doing that so far. It's been working great. I really appreciate that. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Do you guys check out the San Diego Limited Edition military, military appreciation gear? Stuff was great. I wore it twice this week. I got called out like I was in high school of wearing the same stuff. Over and over, but I didn't care because I'd love it. Go go check it out. Please do that. It's it's really cool. I'm not a big camo type of dude, but uh you can go to flyracing.com, check it out. Very cool stuff from the guys over there. And hey, a little tidbit about fly racing as well. They make mountain bike gear. I just got me a pair of mountain bike shoes and a helmet, and I love it. And I'm all in. And it's bought a new mountain bike, so I'm stoked. So thank you, Fly Racing. Go check them out, flyracing.com. And, of course, Race Tech. Man, I can't wait to talk to you about a, a build that we just did with Racer X. I used Race Tech on that, and the gold valves that, that was used on that bike. One word. I used that pause right there. One word. It's called Plush. Remember that old Stone, Stone Temple Pilot song, Plush? Well, that's what the Race Tech stuff was. Man, it was amazing. I love it. So go check them out, racetech.com. Rob over there does great suspension work. And, of course, I can't forget Andrew. Andrew built me a head for the KX250. Man, we got a shit ton of backlog content to get out to you guys. Podcast articles, Racer X videos. I am busier than a bee over here. It is uh, going crazy. That's why you hear bells ringing and everything else going on because my phone's ringing. It's blowing up. So can't wait for you guys out there to see all the content that's coming down the pipe. But, of course, support these advertisers that are on this show. And that helps me out and keeps these things up and moving and running. So this podcast, I just want to preface this. I did a little interview with Kenny Day at Glen Helen today. And this podcast is all about the 2020.5 Husqvarna FC450 Rockstar Edition. Just released today. They're in dealerships right now. They are ready to rock. And we spent the whole day at Glen Helen shaking it down. It's basically a first impression. I will be doing further evaluation with this thing, but there's only minute differences with the Rockstar Edition compared to the Standard Edition, but those differences that those guys made make that bike a lot better on the track. Well, let me let me pump the brakes. I'm not going to say a lot. I should slow down a little bit. It does make it better. Maybe not a lot. It does make a difference. So you can listen to Kenny and I BS about the bike, what he thinks, what I think, what the changes are right here on this podcast. So before we get to that, I just wanted to kind of run down what they did. And I'm sure you'll hear most of that on this podcast. But since I'm back in the studio and I and I want you guys to listen to this, Husqvarna really wants to separate themselves from KTM. You know, that was the whole thing with the suspension um, differences in the 2020 bikes was the KTM had a little bit of firmer of a feel. The Husqvarna had a softer feel. Well, in the world of Rockstar and factory editions for 2020.5, the valving, the specs, everything is the same. So just FYI, I have a KTM intro next week. We'll have a podcast about that, and I will break down the differences between the Husqvarna and the KTM right here. Um, and also, I forgot to mention, I did a Racer X Films video about this bike, so don't just don't really forget about the rakes the racer x element here 
with keyframe testing. I really want to try to cover the video side over on Racer X, all the first impressions. We'll even try to do some setting videos over there. I don't really want to call um, those videos dialed in. That's what Ping was doing. I'm trying to bring something a little bit different for you guys over there, more of a keyframe testing to Racer X. But you can check out the Racer X Films video that Simon and I did. It's uh, informative. I kind of go over the bike, what the changes are, and how and what I felt on the track. So you can go check that out. But nonetheless, ECU changes were a very uh, positive, noticeable change on this bike. I'm a big ECU uh, stickler. So, And I can tell you guys right now that they did their homework. They made that ECU change and they made it very clean. I approve of that change. So you can listen to this podcast and hear that. As well as suspension. And of course, ergonomically, it's a little bit different feel. Even though the bar bend is the same. We'll dive into that. Just an overall experience on the Rockstar Edition today. And we will dive in the sucker further in the coming weeks. I would say the 2021s will not be here until May. And just FYI, I do not know this for a fact but nothing's going to change until 2022, people. So if you're looking to buy a Husqvarna and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to get a Rockstar Edition or wait for the 2021, they're going to be the same. There's not going to be many differences on the 21. And you ain't getting a huge change, a new chassis or anything, until 2022. So unless you want to wait two more years or a year and a half, so you're not going to get anything majorly changed on the Husqvarna. So... I really enjoy this machine. Of course, you guys know this. I went out and purchased one last year. That's how much I liked it. It's been a little while, and I'll just be transparent right here. It's been probably about two, two and a half months since I rode a steel frame bike. My KTM, I got, I returned that back to KTM because I was done with it. And then also the Husqvarna, Kenny Day, he's my test guy. He works for Alpine Stars. He's a great dude. Um, he's from back east. He's a great rider. He's uh, learning more about testing. He was in charge of my Husqvarna where we did the Enzo spring fork conversion. And I got to ride a little bit when we did that. But it's been about two months or so, give and take, since I really rode one. And coming from a Japanese bike, uh, mostly Honda, Yamaha, and a little bit of Kawasaki. I've been riding a lot lately in the past maybe few weeks. I forget how light the Husqvarna is when you ride it. As soon as I got out on the on the track, I was like, wow. I can't believe how light the side-to-side flickability is on this bike. So just something that I usually don't get to uh, talk about on these podcasts, but I wanted to mention that. Sometimes when you guys go out on the track and you guys maybe are testing your friend's bike or someone else's bike, your first thoughts are usually the right thoughts. Sometimes you guys, hey, how do you test? What's the keys to testing? Don't overthink it. Usually, you could get a lot of information inside your brain within two laps. Obviously, you're going to have to go ride more to feel the suspension action, to see when it fades and things like that. But overall feeling of bike, rider cockpit, engine character, suspension feeling, you will get in about two laps. If you go out longer than that, you will start second-guessing yourself, and then you'll mind-fuck yourself. So there's a little quick testing tip for you guys out there and that is what I felt immediately when I got on the track was just how light this Husqvarna is and how grippy that seat is that seat ate my ass up today guys holy crap it's that little spiky that non-slip material that that seat cover has it's gnarly I, I I need something a little bit smoother and I ride a lot that's the thing usually seats do not bother me and I don't chafe But this seat, man, it does it to me. And I know we talked about that before on previous podcasts. So I'm sitting here in the studio with my ass sore, a little bit red. No, Heather didn't do anything to me last night. Even though it's Valentine's Day, I do not want anything near that thing. So Valentine's Day, exit only. Chafed ass is from dirt bikes. Get your mind out of the gutters, people. So fun day today at Glen Helen. Hopefully you guys out there get some information out of this podcast Kenny was awfully tired, so he's kind of dragging ass in this in this one, but there's a lot of information. And, of course, you guys don't get the information that you want out of these podcasts. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'll try to help you guys out. Sometimes I miss something. I'm human. There's a lot of things going on. 
but I really try to hone in and bullet point what I think you guys need to know at home or in your car or wherever you're listening to this thing. So um, enjoy it. Support the advertisers. I'll be back next week. We got Honda content. We got KTM content. We got all different kinds of stuff coming down the pipe. This week was awfully busy with writing. Next week is awfully busy with just posting the content up. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Been busting my ass for you guys out there. Enjoy your Valentine's Day if that's what you guys are celebrating. Take care of your wife. Take care of your kids. Be kind to each other. Get out and ride. Enjoy your life. I will see you guys next week. Enjoy the pod. Thanks. All right, 2020 Husqvarna FC450 Rockstar Edition. I am at Glen Helen. It's only 2 o'clock, so it's not too late. But the track was rough today. It was sandier. I'm with Kenny Day. You guys know him. He's been around for a bit. He's wearing a Kiefer... Kiefer... He's wearing a Kiefer-tested T-shirt. God. Always. Shows your pecs off nice. Yeah, something like that. All right. Yeah. Uh, Give us your stats real fast just for the people that may be new to this pod. All right. Let's see. I'm uh, 32... 155 pounds. Oh, you're light, dude. Something like that. 30, what, 32? 32. How, how tall? Oof. 5'6 um, on, a, on a regular day. Oh, that's good. And if I wear my uh, Alpine Stars running shoes, uh-huh. I'm 5'7". How are those shoes? Amazing. Really? Yeah, I, I probably, I do about 25,000 steps every Saturday, and every Saturday, really? the same pair of shoes, they're good. Can people go buy those? Oh yeah, AlpineStars.com. Oh. They're available. Oh, okay. All there, day. there you go. I didn't know that. I learned something new every day. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, you guys know the Rockstar Edition doesn't have a whole lot of changes to it. So I have a little tear sheet here that they gave us. Um, it comes with team graphics, BNGs, BNGs, new Recluse clutch cover. Updated suspension, which we will cover here in a little bit. New mapping, which we will cover as well. And I feel like those last two things are the most important to this machine. That is basically what I felt immediately right when I got on the track. Obviously, we are here with Cudby earlier shooting photos and just, you know, obviously going out and dicking off and circle jerking around for Cudby. Um, I could feel the ECU changes. So um, other things that they have a little bit differently, it has CNC machined uh, triple clamps, which is like the... Husqvarna, I don't want to say hard parts because that's KTM, but their line of triple clamp, which is actually better. It's more of a split cut type of triple clamp like an X-Trig chromoly frame, obviously, but black powder coating. I like black. It does look better. I do, too. Did you like them when they were white? It was different. I just liked it when it was white. I thought it was cool. Um, Carbon fiber reinforced engine protector, mechanical hole shot device. FMF Racing Factory 4.1 slip-on with the insert in, which we will talk about as well. Feel the power. Anodized DID Dirt Star rims, guts, ribbed seat cover that just fucking ate up my ass today, dude. If I had the Alex Ray drop right now, just <laughs> in my ass. Like, that some bitch. I think... I said my ass hurts 17 times a day, it, and I'm it, feeling it right now. I think it was every 30 seconds. Whew, that thing grips. And, of course, semi-floating front disc with guard. So those are the rundown for the Rockstar Edition. Let's cover the, the front fork a little bit. You heard the spiel that WP gave us. Um, what it says here, it has a new oil bypass in the outer tube on the dampening leg to reduce pressure peaks. It also is 10 millimeters longer. The bypass itself on the air leg is 10 millimeters longer. So what does that mean for you guys out there that listening? What? Obviously, I'm I'm a technical guy, but I am not so technical like I know exactly what goes on inside that fork. But what that guy told me, and I excuse me if I forgot his name, from WP, he basically said they're trying to achieve an initial touch, an initial stroke feeling to get an overall plusher ride. So think of it this way, people. When you're slapping down off a jump, or that first touch into your braking bump, anything like that, that's the initial part of the travel. They're trying to make a move more, or what we call trying to break that crust. Um, if you watch the Racer X video that will be up later this week or early next week, you will talk. we will talk a little bit about that crust and how sticky it was in the past on this AER fork. WP is trying to give you guys a spring fork feeling. That is not their wording. That is mine. I asked them about that. They were really adamant about... <laughs> the guy was really careful about him not telling me that. So, um, but for me, 
why wouldn't they want to do that? They they have the only air fork out right now. Everyone else went back to Spring Fork. We all, idiots, complain about the air fork. We all go to Spring Fork. Shit, we did a conversion, Kenny. Yep, we did do the uh, Enzo conversion kit right. on my Husqvarna. So a lot of differences inside this AER fork with a different mid-valve, base valve, um, a new adjuster at the bottom of the fork. There's just a lot of differences inside this AER fork that you can go to keyforinktesting.com and read about. I will post that up on the article. And, of course, valving changes to the shock as well. All right, Kenny. So we brought our 2020 FC450 out here to do a little comparison. You were in charge of that test bike for the past... I don't know, several months? Yeah, several months, actually. I, I actually have uh, about 30 hours on it. Yeah, so you've had some time on it. You've ridden with the AER stock stuff, um, and then we changed over to some Enzo spring conversion-style forks. But just for the people at home that are wondering, hey, is it worth my money? Should I just go get a 2020 FC450, or should I spend an extra 15 to two thousand dollars, fifteen hundred two thousand dollars to get this Rockstar Edition. I'd say it's worth your money. Okay, so give us why. Today, for me, like like you said, I've been riding the the original two thousand twenty, uh, and there were some things that I struggled with. The fork was one of them, um, and uh, today, jumping on the the factory edition, there were some things that I just initially found that I truly loved. Um, the fork was way better uh, than it was on on the stock bike. Right. Um, all around, as <clears throat> as far as power, uh, had a lot more snap. It was really live. Like it felt really light and nimble today. Um, overall, chassis felt better to me. I felt like I was higher in the stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of all across the board. There's some things I really enjoyed about the new the new edition. Um, so basically, what what Kenny's trying to say is. The overall feeling of this suspension holds up more. A lot more. Yeah. So if you guys are familiar, the KTM and Husqvarna really tried to separate themselves in the realm of suspension settings. Husqvarna in 2020 had a soft, plusher, trying to go for more comfort, where KTM was trying to go for more performance, more holdup. But both of those didn't work, honestly. Like, I agree. The Husqvarna was low. It, it upset the chassis a lot. Um, when we're out here at Glen Helen, you kind of blew through the stroke. Yep. Just wasn't good. KTM, they tried to get that hold up, but what happens was they got that hold up with the cost of getting a lot of harshness. So with everything that they did inside this fork, WP to the Husqvarna, is a better plush feel, I would say. And you can correct me if I'm wrong when I'm going here. Agreed. Uh, a better plusher feel initially. Midstroke to me doesn't feel that drastically different. It still has more of a of a firmer, harsher feeling to me. Yes. But bottoming resistance improvement. Improvement, yes. Yeah. So for me, those are the things that I noticed right away about the fork just riding it. And like I said, Glen Helen has a lot of bumps today, so it was a good test. Um, the shock, I've never really had a problem with the shock in the past. Like I understand it was low last year. But I'm a big front-end steering guy. I need to have a good front-end feel. So does the, does the shock matter to you? It does. It does, actually. And, and I back-to-backed uh, the factory edition at the end of the day. Rockstar edition. The Rockstar edition, uh-huh. sorry. <laughs> to uh, to just the, the standard 2020 and uh, huge. My Initially, the minute I sat on the uh, the, the stock version, I, I feel like I'm very squatted. Okay. Like it's, it's low in the ass. L- super low. Yeah. And the minute I got onto the track, like you said, it was super rough today. Um, there's actually a lot of guys out here testing for nationals. So, right. um, man, it, it really upset the chassis being that low in the stroke all the time, everywhere across the track. And then going back to the Rockstar Edition, uh, I did. I feel like I'm higher in the stroke. Uh, there's a lot more hold up, and I'm just able to ba- use the suspension a lot better than than where I was initially with the. And Kenny is also, like you said, he's 155 pounds. I'm 170 ish, maybe a little bit more, and it seemed to work re- really um, really well because Kenny was on my sag setting, so you're 15 to 20 pounds lighter. I'm at 105 millimeters of sag, and it seemed to be pretty balanced. You said a couple times your ass in was high, you few, know, coming just in a few. on D cell, correct. But overall comfort just 
better overall from the standard edition. Completely better yeah. all the way across the board. Um, so another little tidbit about this Rockstar Edition that goes along with this fork. The thing that I noticed as well, and maybe this is me just tripping out, I felt like the handlebar band, which is a pro taper bar, almost felt higher. The bar band is the same, but for me, having that feeling of of, of a higher fork doesn't drop so low, it almost gave me a better cockpit feeling. Like I felt like I was up on the seat a little bit more. The handlebars were up a little bit higher because that handlebar band is really flat and low. So I didn't really have an issue with the bar bend as much because the fork didn't really dive as much. Yep. I will second that completely. I can tell you that um, recently I rode your Yamaha. Yeah. And one of the things I've noticed quickly from the Husqvarna to the Yamaha is when I stood up, I felt like I was way higher on the bike. Okay. And today on the Rockstar Edition, with the cockpit, the way you're talking about, the bars felt higher, the hold up in the suspension, I felt like when I was standing, like I was taller on the bike. And overall, that is a better feeling for me. Yeah. The uh, just standard 2020, I the minute I get on it, I, I almost... I feel like I'm just kind of squatted in the rear, and the and the bars are really high to my chest, oh, okay. but I'm but I'm I, you know opposite in the rear. So, right. yeah, are you a mostly good, a low bar bend type of dude on your own stuff? I usually go to like a nine nine nine. Okay, but uh, I've been running a nine seven one on well, the Husky. That's actually a high bend then. Yeah, so I've been okay with it. Yeah, but um, overall, the the Rockstar Edition, the new that that bar Hopefully, to me, yeah. it, it felt it actually was really comfortable. Um, so that's just something that I noticed I thought you guys would be interested in because I'm pretty picky with that, all that kind of stuff. Um, also, real quick, I've been riding a Honda and a Yamaha lately, a lot of Japanese bikes, and I've been off of the of the steel frame bikes for a little bit. So the first thing I noticed when I got on this thing, and you've been on one, so maybe you can attest to it, but maybe the ECU change will, will change your feeling. Dude, this bike is so light. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing to me how light this 450 feels. To... To add to that, I feel like maybe that has something to do with the ECU settings as well because it's a little bit more livelier. Correct. So I was out shooting with Cudby, and we're we're throwing whips, we're doing things, and then the track got a little rougher, and you obviously have to cut across those bumps and things. And this is where I noticed where the Husqvarna just really shines for me is just change of directions. Yep. It takes minimal effort, and I love that about this bike. Now, with saying that, the chassis to me, is not as stable as my Yamaha. Doesn't have the bump absorption like my Yamaha or my Kawasaki's. You know, Joe rides this. Joe Aloff, he's our test rider. He rides the Kawasaki. We go back and forth a little bit. That bump absorption is a lot better. But I do know that getting on a steel frame, it takes a long time to break in. Yeah. So do you notice any frame differences between yours and the new bike? Yes, completely. Okay. Yeah, I will tell you that... Like I said, at the end of the day, I swapped back and forth. And mine, the the original that we have, like I said, I think we have about 35, 40 hours on it. Uh, and, yes, it does feel a little wallowy yeah. compared to how fresh this one, this one felt Does it today. feel rigid to you at all, this, the Rockstar Edition? No, it doesn't feel rigid. I still feel like I can, uh, similar things, like I can change any direction I want. If I want to turn down into, like, a really tight turn, mm-hmm. I can do that, point shoot. I can do all those, like type things and it's comfortable so i've never felt i didn't feel like it was rigid at all today okay. I, even into the bumps and a lot of changes you've ridden a honda here oh yeah i've ridden a honda so here. it's not as rigid as that i felt every bump <laughs> <laughs> poor honda they'll get it right eventually <laughs> uh moving on to a couple of things we want to talk about the ecu again the ecu changes a lot of you guys we talk about top five mods on this podcast they did a great job over there in the RD department. A great job on the ECU setting. So obviously map one, map two, traction control, all of that is there. The differences between map one and map two are, are pretty drastic. I'm going to get your opinion on that here in a minute. But just the the clean feeling that I get on this and what that translates to on the track is quicker RPM, almost less engine braking, less heavy feeling to me. Like on our test bike, our 2020... I felt a lot of just like engine braking and drag and it made the bike feel heavy and maybe that's where I'm going with the lightweight feeling and all these things because the ECU setting has good recovery a harder snap it's not as exciting as a Yamaha correct but 
to me, man, it, it has a great blend of connection and excitement. So maybe you can explain it. Yeah, no, I would I would totally agree. Um, that was probably one of the first things I noticed as well, just how snappy it was, and, and it was very lively compared to the 2020. The 2020, it's it's there when you need it, but it's really mellow. Right. And I've never been a big, hey, I love 450 power. You know, I'm a little guy, but overall, like I still enjoyed this the standard 2020. Today, having that extra power, I went to map two. Okay. Uh, map two was, was where I was happy. Snappier? Snappier, just a, just a little bit more uh-huh. to where I could stay in third and I could kind of like, I'm not going to say lug because as soon as I needed it, it was it was a lot stronger. And then when I went back out on the 2020, it was it, it does feel like it has a big drag to it. Yeah. Just a little bit like if you guys are at home and you guys don't have a remap on your KTM or Husqvarna's and that is one of my top, top mods is get that sucker remap from Jamie at Twisted. But... It, this almost feels like Husqvarna walked the box over to Jamie at Vortex or yeah. Jamie at uh, Twisted Development and said, "Here, map this stock ECU. Thank you. We're gonna go stick this sucker in our new Rockstar edition. That's what it feels like." And honestly, I should have asked these dudes because I bet you that's what happened. I, I just, I just came up with that, and then just fucking dawned on me right now. That, yeah, I think that they're, they're still here. You know? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna find out for you, but. If you guys have a remapped ECU on your Husqvarna's, this is what it feels like. Now, you got some excitement. You're familiar with that. This is what this bike feels like. This is what it needed. For me, new technology, these four-strokes, ECUs are everything. I preach about Vortex, Ignitions all the time, how much better they are. Well, when you have a mapping that gives you um, some excitement, some connection, a free feeling, it creates a whole other world for chassis feeling out on the track. And this makes you guys out there ride faster. Husqvarna did that with their ECU setting, so kudos to them. Another little thing that I want to cover with you is um, the slip-on muffler. I try to point guys in the direction, hey, should I get a full muffler system? Eh, depending what you're looking for. So for you guys out there at home, putting a slip-on on your bikes, any bike, is most likely going to try to keep the bottom in you have, if not add a little bit more, and then give you a little bit more mid-range. Adding both, a complete system, will give you more mid-to-top, maybe slightly less bottom, and a more uh, a longer pulling power. So Husqvarna sticks this slip-on on. Now they leave the insert inside of it. So if you guys are familiar with FMF products, you get the FMF, you see that spark arrestor insert, that's what's inside of this Rockstar Edition in the standard form. Last year, it wasn't like that. It was a big-ass hole. You know about those. Yes, you know I about do. big-ass holes. Oh, I know about the big-ass <laughs> holes. He looked at me like, where are you going with this, you <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> so that that hole is now smaller. Okay. Yep. I'm please. Give him that please. Look. And then yeah. now it gets a little bit more of a, of a touchier feel, not in the negative way. But now I have more connection. So... You've been running a stock muff yep. this whole time. Can you tell the difference? Besides, I mean, separate the ECU settings, but on the muffler side. Yeah, I could. It, it's a little more responsible, like responsive off the bottom. Yeah. Uh, initially, it's just there. Whereas with the uh, the stock 2020 stock exhaust, i got to make the thing go a little bit. So just throttle response in general, yeah, it was there. Um, what about triple clamps? Do you feel any difference between your standard clamp and this Husqvarna machined clamp i would say that i did have a a good feeling okay i wouldn't necessarily say that it was exactly from the clamp today though i think um there was some changes made that you made some big changes today yep with the clamps and it, for me it, w- it was kind of like a, a night and day difference i know you slid the forks down yep um so that. that that really that made a, a drastic change for me today so in standard stock position kudos for you remembering this um it comes on the second line for fork height. I dropped that sucker down on the first line because I felt like I was getting too low in the stroke. So instead of upsetting the fork comfort and cranking in the compression, I dropped the fork leg down to the first line, and that helped it from diving too much on desail. So Kenny and I did that. We liked that change. We moved forward with that change. I still felt like I need a little bit more holdup coming down the hills. I went two in on the compression and slowed the rebound down one. And then I went a quarter turn in on the high speed on the shock. 
because we were complaining about having it kick on us. Mm-hmm. So we, I felt like it was a little getting a little bit deep, and then releasing and kicking us in the ass. So those are the only changes that we made to this bike, and for me, they were all positive in the performance and the comfort realm. So maybe you can speak for yourself, but being a shorter guy with a shorter inseam, <laughs> yeah, you don't need something kicking you in your ass. No, not at all. That's always like the the thing that would put me on my head at yeah. all times. So now overall. Everything that you changed today, all all the changes that you, you just listed were were more than positive, especially here today. Like the track's super fast, and you got a sweeping line it's today, edgy, right? And it was really edgy. So at times, uh, I really was relying on on my shock to, like, I'm doing a lot of flat tracking and hitting some holes, and and I wasn't getting a uh, explosive shoot back to where I felt uncomfortable. Overall, I, I was very happy with it. Um, another little trick for you guys out there listening. So on this clamp, um, this Husqvarna machined clamp, there is a 13 newton meter torque spec on the bottom, um, on the bottom clamp. I go to a nine newton meter setting. So you're dropping the torque setting a little bit. What what that is doing is allowing a little bit more flex for me and then giving me a little bit more feeling on lean angle with these air forks. That is the number one complaint for me is lean angle traction on throttle off throttle i'm okay with but soon as i'm getting on the throttle the front end's a little bit maybe getting light and the knobs aren't digging in as much i have a really vague lightweight feel you know creating more flex is making that wheel and wherever we're loading that have a little bit more connection a little bit more you know contact patch to the ground so I made that the second change. You thought that was a, a huge difference for you. Huge difference. So initial touch, you will feel. Um, hitting the braking bump first, you'll feel that in a positive manner. And maybe, just maybe, off-throttle initial lean will be a little bit of a negative feeling for me. Like, I'll get that feeling. But to me, I will take that over a vague on-throttle feel. I like that 9 newton meter setting. So if you guys want to look into that, do that. Um, there's just little, you know, you can go back on my podcast and listen to top five mods and you guys can hear about the torque setting on the head stays and things like that. But overall, I feel like that bottom uh, torque setting on that triple clamp is important. Hey, it's commercial time. Just relax. It's about six to eight minutes of your life. There's some good discount codes in here and some good information. So please listen to them. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four stroke, two stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, 
I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana. They go to Washington. Even British Columbia. Even Hangtown. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kieferink Testing as a sponsor, show me the proof on my email. I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys. That's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys, show me proof. Chris at KeeferingTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy! Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER. And get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, Mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Articat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. 
Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. Thank you guys for hanging in there, listening to the commercials. It helps. Trust me. I know it's kind of a hard thing to do, but I appreciate it. Back to the show. There's not a lot else yeah. to say. I mean, Husqvarna did a... A good job on getting a little bit better. We always try to say, and it's tough for me as a media guy, and to give you guys the truth as far as, look, every year, oh, it's fucking better. This is a better bike. I've been saying this for 10 fucking years, dude. Obviously, we'd have an ultimate machine by now. Look. You think so? It's it's little minuscule changes that make it better. You guys at home can do that as well just by these torque settings that we're talking about. So... ECU settings, all these things that Husqvarna did, they learned from us bitching about them and things that they missed the mark on. So if you guys are out there saying, hey, man, I want to save $2,000, I'm on the other end of that, what you said. I say, fuck it. It's worth it. It's uh, No, I would say keep your standard edition mm. and do some of these torque settings and maybe get a different spec on your suspension and, and run it. If you're, you're still in the in the green, I guess I would like to say, because it's probably going to be a $2,000 difference. If you like the color, for me, this is where it changes. I'm more of a looks guy. So if I like the black frame, I like the rock star look, I like the grip recover, I like the clamps, I like the wheels, the things that they have. To me, that is almost worth it more than just the ECU setting and the suspension. Oh, yeah. I think if you really add up everything that's put into that, and if you tried to go buy that, yeah, yeah, that's a great package. Yeah, and then like, oh, the slip-on muffler, just yeah. shit like that. I guess, I guess for me that outweighs it because you're going to do all those little things anyway. So that, the cosmetic side of it is yeah. worth it for me. Agreed. That's how I feel. Like so, um, well, I'm going to keep riding this, and then actually you're going to ride this a little bit more. Yes, please. When you have time. Dude, yeah. You're busy. I am. Yeah, I'm pretty busy. I'm busy. So Kenny works for Alpine Stars. Don't hit up Kenny for free product. He is not going to give it to you. So don't hit me up to ask Kenny because I already feel like that's coming. Um, you know, I haven't had anybody yet that said, "Hey, really? I'm I'm friends with Kiefer, so give me free boot Oh, good. That's yeah. that's a great thing. Yeah. How many people actually do hit you up just to like, bro you down? My uh my my DMs on Instagram are pretty stacked. Sorry, sorry to everyone that I haven't gotten back to. <laughs> so but you, you have all these guys. Not to get off on the subject, but it's just interesting to me. You have all these elite athletes on Alpine Stars. Yeah. And I know it's going to be tough for you to answer this question, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to ask you anyway. Who's the coolest dude? Like, who's the coolest guy to, like, hang out with? Like, take away the job. I'm not with Alpine Stars anymore. Who do you want to hang out with? Who, do you, who would you hang out with? Barsha. Really? Yeah. So he's actually a mellow dude. He's a mellow dude. He's he's uh, he's friendly and and I think immediately like and just like you, I would say like after a couple of times of hanging out, like I would consider you family. Yeah. And I get the same from Justin. Like, really? He all around. He's a genuine dude. Um, he has he just has fun all the time, you know. And I, and I think there's like an inner warrior in that guy that uh, people aren't really getting to see. He fights, dude. He yeah, he's a fighter and he's fighting through a lot of uh, adversity, a lot of changes. Um, so the fact of, you know, just knowing a lot of the backstory from last year and, and how much 
better things are this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll always be a big fan of somebody that uh, doesn't just give up, right? You know. So, but yeah, overall, um, yeah, I do, I do enjoy uh, Barsha's company. What about not to make this a Barsha podcast? How do you feel about him in the Marty situation? Uh, I know a little bit to it, so I, I kind of let's hear your side. This I kind of saw it coming. Yeah, I kind of saw it coming. Uh, is Marty starting the shit? As far as I was, you know, there's two sides to every side, right? Yeah, but as far as I was told. That I believe, uh, for whatever the reason, I, those two both grew up at MTF, so I think they've always kind of, they've known each other, and they've always had, like, sometimes they like, like each other, sometimes they don't. Right. But for the past uh, couple weekends, I think there was a few instances where Marty ran it in in practice on Justin, like, way harder than what he should have. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I know Justin has, like, Bam Bam, you know, name, and people think he's just going to clean everybody out. Uh, but overall, there's a lot of things that happen that he just lets go. You know, I think he's probably changed for the the positive. Right. But with that said, um, yeah, there's been some lead up to press day at San Diego. Um, and then, yeah, I physically watched the whole thing. And uh, Justin was just trying to get around him, and he wasn't moving. So he kind of ducked under before that triple. And when the cross jump thing happened, I mean... I, we're all racers. We understand that when you get cross jumped, Marty there, wanted to fight, dude. Oh yeah, Marty said, "I want to take you to the streets." Oh yeah, he told him that he was going to take his championship. Like he said, "I got nothing to lose. I'm, I'm going to take your championship." Wow. You know, and I, I, I understand seeing red. You know, I, I think I've been in some uh, circumstances racing where I probably blacked out and said some stuff I shouldn't. And right. you know, so regardless, I don't know. It's it seems like the whole situation has been coming for a while. Oh, um, but. It just happened to go like, down. Marty cross jumped him. Either was on purpose or not. I saw the video that he was going across. Yeah, and I could see why Justin would be pissed on just that alone, versus anything prior to that. Yeah. Uh, but Barsha is gnarly. Look in the main event, Tomac dude came in. Yeah, like he is zero fucks given. Yeah. <laughs> like I think people are people are shocked by that and like oh fuck Barsha that's bullshit. We're not used to seeing aggressive racing like we used to back in the day. Agreed. And when we see it, we're like, holy crap. It's it's not a huge deal. Yep. They weren't gnarly. I mean, they were actually slowing each other down. Completely, But yeah. it wasn't, like, malicious. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm just I'm speaking from an outside here. I think a lot of people have, like, this uh, idea that when they come up on Barsha, like, they just need to make a move quick. Otherwise, like, it's not going to happen or they feel like they're going to probably get some kind of retaliation right. out of it. And for Tomac, it looked like they were both moving forward, and it looked like he just said, I got to make it happen. But he actually ran it in, like, hard enough to where it, it took some skin off of Justin's arm and everything. Oh, so he actually did it, I think they actually had some words afterwards, too. So That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love it, man. He, make it, he makes it interesting. Yeah, because agreed. Because he's, he's aggressive. I don't know. Not to say I don't know what he's going to do, but I know shit's going to go down. If you're trying to pass him, you better damn make sure you're faster than him. Because yep. if he's near you. He's going to sniff you out and pass you, you know, tough. Correct. Yeah. Yep. I, I do think he has probably chilled out a lot, though, from when he was younger. I think younger, there was probably just a switch, and once it flipped, it was like, oh, you're just, right, that's if you're it. going down, you're going down. Right. Now he kind of picks and chooses, but, right. hey, that happens. Yeah, I th- I, I, I'm a Barsha fan. I like him. I, the, the times that I've talked to him, he's always been polite and nice, and um, his home life's good. Yeah, his chick's good. Yeah, really solid, really yeah. solid. Uh, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with like uh, mom and dad so much, but I've got to meet dad. And oh my God, can I tell you something? Sure. I don't think I've ever told any. I think I've told one person this. This is gonna sound You're so gonna tell bad. Everybody, now let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh! But it, you know what? Fuck it. I have, and, and this is so random. I have the hugest crush on Barsha's mom, dude. Really? I do not know what it is. Something about her. I'm attracted to Barsha's mom, and, and I know that sounds weird. And 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 and, and not, don't think it about it like in a sexual way. For some reason, I just think Barsha's mom's hot. Okay. I don't know what it is, dude. Okay. And and you look at her, you're not thinking that. I mean, she's extremely super nice girl. Like yeah, I said, super nice lady. But yeah. For some reason, I, I'm attracted to her. Here's I think she's a hot looking mom. Okay. So I, I almost was going to tell her that, but. I, I don't know her enough or Barsha to think, I don't know, this guy's creep, a creeping weird dude. And I'm not. I just want to say, hey, look, I appreciate what you got going on. And I think you're a good-looking mom. You should follow her on Instagram. I don't know because that I feel like I'm a creeper <laughs> then when I do that. So I just let something out to you. Yeah. God, I hope this doesn't backfire hey, on me. I mean, 
it's uh it's 2000 <laughs> it's 2020 nowadays you just you just find their instagram and then slide no, in their dm and no. just tell them everything that i you told my say. wife she knows i got a crush on barker's mom so it's only way. all right so this is a rock star edition podcast by the way if in case you didn't know um we're not lost we're coming back yep so back. for me it is a little bit better you guys out there are gonna have to decide if you want to spend the extra 15 hundo to 2k on that sucker but for me ECU changes are positive. Suspension changes are positive. And look, I'm going to try to tell you guys something right now. I'm going to really consciously try to ride with an air fork all year this year. I know everything that I talk about is spring fork, spring fork. But I think I owe it to I owe it to the guys at WP to really try to get along with this fork and try to adapt. They work hard at it. They're the only manufacturers pushing this technology, and they want to see it through. Honestly, we're not going to see a change until 22. Next year's bike is going to be the same bike we're looking at right now. So realistically, chassis, all that stuff, we're not going to see anything until 2022. Um, so why not try, Kiefer, practice what you preach, and try to get along with the air fork? If I need to valve it, then we're going to try to valve an air fork. But I do like points of an air fork. To me, this isn't a horrible fork. I've tried way worse. Um, I'm trying to think of one fork. Okay, Suzuki fork. Would rather have an air fork than a Suzuki fork. Don't want it. Rather put the air fork on. I'm in. There is there is comfort there. There is predictability, but not as much as a KYB SSS. That's what I try to judge everything on. Understood. Um, so we will be doing that. We'll be getting more information from this guy over here, Kenny Day. He is uh, going to be in charge. I'm going to give him this bike next week, so he'll be ripping around. So if you don't see any content from Husqvarna, blame it on Kenny. Yep, all my fault. And uh, you see him at the track. Stop him. 280, number 280. Yeah. we have some Kiefer Inc. graphics on it. Number Maybe, one in your hearts. Keep rock- You're a monster guy, though. You can't have that shit on. I'm, I'm not a monster guy. I just drink You them. like monsters. I drink them a lot, yeah. You ever had rock stars? You know, I haven't. Really? I haven't. You know, maybe I should change it up. Uh, maybe you should, dude. Yeah. You're going to have a rock star in the back of the van. Maybe put the rock star can <sighs> up here by the driver's seat. I got to change my helmet now and everything? You never know. Get that <sighs> star on there. What about that tattoo on my back? Ooh, right in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> you got that tramp stamp going. <laughs> uh, if you guys have any questions, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com. I will be more than happy to help you. And as always, you guys know, you can hit Heather up, too, for some swag. Kenny's wearing some right now. Heather at keyforinktesting.com, and she will dial you in. And, of course, support our advertisers that support this show. It keeps it up and running, keeps our uh, website up and running. Go click on the Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our site. And then you can shop away over at Rocky Mountain, and that actually helps us on the back end. And that will eventually get you guys a code out there to save even more money. So have you shopped at Rocky Mountain, yes or no? Yes, I have. Oh, good. I have before. All right. Not lately, obviously. Not lately. No, not lately. But I have before. I was actually uh, impressed with how simple it was. There you go. All right. Well, good job, Husqvarna. And we'll be back next week for the KTM intro. I mean, I don't know how much different it's going to be, but we will break that down, and I will try to compare that. You won't be here. No. Oh, okay. No, well, fly out. We'll uh, we'll try to compare the Husqvarna a little bit to the KTM as well, even though they probably do not want me to do that. But we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks for joining.